through this thing you know what i know it's national truck driver appreciation week but i'm gonna declare this i'm gonna team it up with something i'm gonna declare this national freight waves tv team production team appreciation week thank you so much to the guys in the back i don't say it enough but these guys back there they handle about 30 visual assets per show that i throw at them there's a ton of timing cues they welcome all you great guests on air so thank you boys you're busting back there so just wanted to give you a little love by the way, my boys, not my boys back there in the production room, my, my little boys, they've just, they're, they've just entered that little league phase of life. So those of you out there trying to reach me from 5 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, don't even bother. I'm at the field with the kids. It's like game season. There's one after the other. You, uh, it seemed a little overwhelming at first, but now it's like it's my peaceful time. Nothing better than like some nice Chattanooga weather on the Tennessee River, watching those kids hit some balls, develop. It's a beautiful thing. We got a lot going on on the show today, okay? On today's episode of What the Truck, I'm talking to car hauling expert Dave Abels about a United Auto Workers strike with the Thursday deadline looming and insiders saying a strike is imminent. What's this going to mean for freight? This is really big. This has been like the year of union action. Some worked, some didn't. UPS. And then you got yellow. We'll see what happens with this one. Sounds like it's going to happen, though. FreightWave's Justin Martin is here. He's going to break down the best and the worst of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. CPC Logistics' Isaac Herman is honoring drivers with the NPTC National Drivers All-Stars Awards. We'll find out how they work, who won this year. Plus, we got Somali Pirates as a service, aliens in Mexico, a Bentley versus a cargo ship, scale runners, and how to destroy a hornet's nest. But before we get to all that... We got to tip the band. No ride, no app, no problem with Uber Central on Uber for Business. You can help your drivers get where they need to go after dropping off their truck. Schedule rides, control costs, and access 24-7 support. An easy-to-use dashboard. Just look up Uber for Business. Guys, this is a great program. Your drivers, one parking spot, every 11 drivers, they get parked. Your dispatcher, they can send them to the grocery store. They can eat some healthy food. They can send them to a different restaurant other than Arby's or uh, the, the grocery store there. This is a really cool program. I encourage you all to look into it. Before we get into this UAW thing, let me just set the table for you guys. If you're not familiar with what's happening, this is the latest on what is happening. According to Reuters, the United Auto Workers Union may opt to strike targeting auto plants if they fail to reach this new contract with the Detroit three automakers before Thursday night's deadline at 11.59 p.m. UAW, Pre UAW President Sean Fain, he's vowed to call strikes at General Motors, Ford Motors, and Chrysler parents Stellantis if no deal is reached with these current four-year deals that cover 100 146,000 workers. Axia says the threat level of this, it says UAW, UAW's deals with GM, Ford, and Slants expired 11.59 Thursday. An analyst at Evercore ISI and Wabash Securities predict a greater than 85% chance of a strike at all three. It's never happened before. Not synchronized, not simultaneously. The UAW this week, they lowered their demand slightly. Um, they lowered it from 40 to 36%, signaling some progress has been made. They're still very far apart in this. Anderson Economic Group reports that a 10-day strike at all three would lead to a direct loss of $5.6 and possibly one-quarter recession in Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio. The UAW strike that shuts down manufacturers could cost suppliers and workers over $5 billion. Uh, the union's demands include a lot of things, restoring defined benefit pensions for all workers, 32-hour work weeks, and additional cost-of-living hikes, as well as job security guarantees and end to use of temporary and the ending the use of temporary workers. Let's talk to Dave Abels. He's the founder and CEO at Transport Design Solutions. Dave, we got something on our plate this morning, don't we? How are you doing? Yeah, this is really a, a tough thing, Tim. And, you know, you mentioned something that's really important. There's never been all three at once. So we went through this before in my past uh, when I was with carriers. And, and those carriers may have had up to four to 600 trucks running in automotive, but they were really only tied in, they were tied into the big three and only one or two went down at a time. This really has the, the possibility of a catastrophic impact on a lot of the smaller carriers. I've got a couple clients that are 150, 200 truck carriers that are completely tied into these three shippers, right? And those, you know, Tim, I got a lot of questions yesterday when I made a post about this and it was in regards to renting trailers. So people that don't know automotive is you haul parts 
in and you haul racks back. Typically parts are on a rack and the rack goes into the production line. It comes out the trailer, it goes straight into the production line. So you don't have empty trailers as a general rule other than some one-way freight. So these carriers don't have the option that most do to just you know take an empty trailer, run, do another load. They're going to have to look if they don't have enough trailers in their fleet. They're going to have to rent. They're going to have to lease. Doing those things now has to wait to the last minute because of what? The unknown. We don't know for sure if they're actually going to go on strike or not, right? Mm -hmm. So, Tim, it's a very, very difficult time for these carriers. Uh, they're in limbo and they don't control it. So who wants to be in that situation in life where you don't control your own destiny? You know, I heard there was a good chance of this happening, and then I got a text from, uh, I'm not going to name their name, but we both know this gentleman. He may be on the show soon, but he sent me a text, and he's from a big care. He said, I hope, I know, uh, he says there's a 100% chance a UAW strike is happening. Anything more than six weeks will hurt him and uh, his constituents. And he also says that car companies aren't, no, this isn't Matt Silver, I'll show that next, but uh, he also says that car companies aren't that concerned yet is inventory supply. And I found this really interesting. There's a little strategy maybe here on the automaker side. He said inventory supply is at 50 days for cars. They like it at 30 and EV sales have tanked, leading to 130 day supply. Yeah, I saw that in your post, and then I actually Googled some things after that. I think that's a really good point because to them, it runs the it really right now you're looking at rebates again. You're looking at lower truck and car prices. So essentially, that would drive the market back the other direction for them if their days available inventory goes down. So I think that's another positive. You know, I don't even really want to comment on the demands that they're making, whether they're right or wrong. I mean, it seems significant, but at the same time, I respect those workers. There's 146,000 members of the United Auto Workers. That, that's a big number in itself. And think about the carriers. I'm talking about carriers that have four to 600 trucks, some with 150. But historically, if we look at this, you've lost Falcon Transport. You've lost Celadon, which was a big component of their business automotive carrier. You've lost Rush Transportation. So over the years, automotive in general has had a negative impact on carriers at times. And, and I hate to say it, now your buddy may be able to sustain six weeks, but think about that guy with the 150 trucks that they're all tied into this. Even if he gets trailers and he goes out to market and he's going to be playing on the spot market, he's not familiar with the pricing. We know the pricing is depressed right now in general. We talked about this yesterday, Tim, in your post. The reality of that is we're going to further drive the market down as these carriers over the next one, two, three, four, five, six weeks jump into that market because it's just going to push more capacity to a, a marketplace that's already over capacity. Yeah, for listeners of this show, if this is your first time listening, you haven't heard me speak about this ad nauseum, but since March of 2022, we've been talking nonstop about the record number of authorities which have been depressing the spot market, right? The volumes are not meeting up with the amount of capacity that we have there. And even though some volumes have restored, the amount of capacity that grown was so much, it's kept spot levels so depressed because there's so many new entrants during that 2021 gold rush where everyone was getting a truck and now everyone's got high notes on their truck. People got to pay for these things. You can't haul cars, you got to jump into the general spot market, adding even more capacity in a time where we're trying to get capacity out of there. Right. It's, it's just it's a recipe for disaster. So let's hope that this thing gets settled. Let's hope it doesn't go long. Uh, and then let's, you know, we'll, I'm working to help the carriers that I work with that are automotive carriers. And again, Tim, many of them don't even really understand that spot market. They bid things in an automotive environment, round trip. And then the next component, and let's really focus on this on Driver Appreciation Week, these guys that run automotive are typically in a dedicated lane. They're either home daily, a couple, every once every couple days, or once a week. Now, when you go into that general commodities market, you're going to be out for one, two, three weeks at a time. So that's a completely different change on their lifestyles. Something you really mentioned at the beginning I loved was the fact that you're going to your boys' baseball games. <laughs> Think about that. I'm a driver that's home every night. No longer can I see my boys' games. And things like that are so, so important. Now having a child who's 18 – he mentioned to me once, he said, Dad, you know, I know you were always at my football games, but you really weren't because I would always see you on your phone. You would always be talking to somebody. You'd always be on a conference call. So, Tim, I commend you for shutting your phone off and doing that. Think about these drivers out there right now during driver appreciation that this is going to upset the apple cart. Some of them may have enough money to sustain a few weeks, but no different than you or I. We can't go inevitably without a job. So not only do you have the carrier that's going to be in financial harm, you've got the driver that works for the carrier that's going to need the income as well.
You know, this isn't just domestic, too. I used to do d- duty drawback when I was at FedEx Trade Networks. I did cross-border when I worked with Ian Daringer. And Matt Silver, he brought up a great point in this tweet. He said, this should be fun for Mexico. Uh, that's the Matt Silver tweet now, guys. Uh, th- yeah, there we go. Right. It, Matt Silver said, this should be fun for Mexico. Anytime a plant shuts down, all the suppliers come grinding to a halt. Carriers build their networks around automotive freight. There's going to be downstream effects across the entire Mexico market, and I would argue in Canada as well. Yeah, I mean, that that's huge. So when I spent time at PAM Transport, we were a heavy border crossing company, and most of that was predominantly automotive. So if you're crossing two, 300 loads a day, think about the plant that that came from. So it's not only a, a, an effect here in the United States, it's really a bit of a global effect. It's a negative. A lot of carriers work in Canada, too. So my one of my clients is a Canadian-based carrier that does nothing but automotive. It's going to impact things up there. There's two or three big automotive plants in Canada, as well as what they do cross-border. Things go all the way from Mexico through the Laredo port all the way up to the Windsor port and back into Canada. It is really going to have a big effect on the trucking economy and landscape. Now, Sean Fain, he, he seems to be digging in on this thing. It's, uh, as I understand, the UAW has an $825 million strike fund to exhaust there. C- could this last a while? Can they? Uh, and I understand their members are the ones who are going to get hurt there, but the, the union themselves, can, can they stay in this for a while? And I don't know. We've heard a lot of things really recently about unions in general that are struggling, and, and obviously this is an impact on them. You know, as much as they're drawing a hard line in the sand, I got to believe they really don't want to strike. They just want some kind of a concession. They want to feel that each party's given and, and they take a little bit. Right. But, Tim, great point. I mean, how long will that go on? And I can tell you this. My father was a Firestone worker. And back in the 70s, they went on strike. And eventually the United Auto or the rubber workers ran out of money. So his pension or what it wasn't really a pension, but his strike funds, whatever you want to call it, ended. So then you've got my father, my mother, my three sisters and brothers and I, uh, what are we going to eat from? Unemployment doesn't really pay what you work in an automotive plant, even pre-36% increase. You know, they're really far away on this. I mentioned uh, in the news read that they went from 40% to 36%, but last Friday, Stellantis said it offered U.S. workers a 14.5% wage hike over four years, while GM had only offered 10% and uh, two additional 3% annual lump sum payments over four years. It sounds like there's, there's a lot of room that has to be cleared here. Yeah, Tim, I agree. I mean, if you look at the differences of the two, I mean, those are huge numbers, right? Um, and again, I don't really want to make a comment in terms of is 10% or 14% good. You know, in the trucking industry, I don't think driver wages have ever increased by that over a three month or a three year period. Uh, and right now they're on the on the recession. So um, it's going to be difficult on everybody. I think they're definitely far apart. And I think you mentioned earlier something that plays in. They've got an over inventory right now. So does that factor in? And maybe they maybe they make better concessions two, three, four, five, six weeks down the line when that inventory has been depleted. And I don't know that we'd ever know the truth on that, but it seems like a valid point to me. Yeah. And I mean, w- when you bring up that inventory point, it's like you're entering a strike that is almost beneficial to the other side. If they're using it for a cost control center, they're cutting down inventory. Well, everyone else that's a member of yours is losing their own money and their own revenue and their own livelihood. Yeah, it's, it's really, I think it plays in when you seen, when you posted that, that's when I jumped in because it's a great point that not many people think of. And here's the other side of it too. You know, what about the finished, car carriers man they can't just go jump in general commodities those guys trucks trailers are set up exclusively to haul brand new automobiles or used automobiles and those guys are going to be out of work and there's thousands of those people as well tim so that's something we hadn't touched on you know i think this is a lot bigger impact on our industry than than we might perceive and i I hope it doesn't go long if it goes at all Dave, we've been in a used car market that has just been trying to normalize, that's just been trying to levelize. You saw people that were getting new cars for cheaper than used cars. What's this going to do to the car market? I think it's got to definitely change the complexion of that. Right now, like I mentioned, you know, a year and a half ago, you couldn't get a rebate on even a new car. And now I see rebates on every pickup available. Um, the, the used car market has began to normalize a little bit. Those prices have come down. If it went on long enough and that new inventory goes back down, though, then the used price is going to spike right back up. So, I mean, it really depends on the length of this thing. But, Tim, so many different things are in play and so many things could be negatively impacted. 
why is nobody buying the big three EVs? What's the problem with those sitting? One of my theories might be that those typically tend to be second cars for more affluent buyers, but now the market's just not doing as well. You know, that's a tough one too. And I'm a car guy. I'm a car collector and I don't have any EVs in the fleet, but um, I got to believe people really, really like the Tesla brand. I think that there's some differences between the, the, the different EVs. I thought that was a unique thing you said. If it's 120 days as compared to your 30 to 50 range, that's a big differential. And I think that, you know, the government gave them so much incentive to build, perhaps they overbuilt, which again plays into why they might want to go on strike for at least a, a component or a period of time. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the I mean, part of the benefits from the Build Back Better plan. Biden said, oh, no, I, I bet that this strike isn't happening. But that is just not what we're hearing. And look, maybe he has to say that to keep cooler heads to prevail. But that just does not seem to be the case. It seems like on Friday we'll be reporting that this strike has happened. Now, we've talked about EVs. We talked about Tesla. They're not involved in this. However, five years ago, when Tesla worked with Toyota in a plant, the UAW tried to go in there, tried to get them to unionize. It didn't work. There was a lot of bad blood between the UAW and Musk. Do you think after this gets resolved with the big three, this issue comes back up between Tesla and the unions. I think it could, you know, and I think that, um, I mean, I think there's a lot of disruption going on right now. We just came out of these things with the Teamsters. I mean, unions in general right now are, are trying to, to regain some of the luster they once had. And again, I'm not against unions. I think there's a positive effect on those things. And again, having a father that worked at Firestone, it really helped our family over the years to make sure that he was protected. Um, but, you know, Tim, I think it probably will have an effect on those. There are other automotive carriers out there. You've got Honda, you've got Toyota, you've got Nissan. Some of those are non-union plants. But I got to believe that components of the cars that come in are still union. So we don't even know what the effect will be on those those different manufacturers. Dave, what advice do you have for, for those that are trapped in this space, that are working in this space and can get caught up in this situation? You know, I think, and I've went through it all the way back to 08 when I was with Falcon, and it's tough, right? I mean, I think the thing to do is be there for your drivers, be compassionate, understand that even if you've got opportunities for them to hook a drive in and go to the real spot market, perhaps that's not their forte or that doesn't work within their lifestyle. Be flexible with them. I get it. You've got that truck price and that trailer that you've got to pay for, and Tim, you made mention they played inflated prices over the last couple of years. So that truck sitting now is at a greater cost than it ever had been in the history of the industry. So it's going to be tough on everybody. Hold strong. If anybody needs any help, uh, you can always reach out to me because here's what I want to have everybody understand. A lot of people don't know how to bid that spot market. I'm more than willing to help. Um, you know, and I've got a lot of contacts in the industry at different brokerages that would be willing to help as well. Um, but again, it's tough to say that when there isn't even enough freight for the regular trucks out there right now, Tim. So it, it's a tough time right now in this industry. What's your tip for bidding the market right now? You know, I think that um, we all got to do what we need to do to make things right. I, I want the shippers to understand. I get it. You came off of two years where you overpaid for everything, perhaps. Um, but that doesn't mean that you could pay less than what it costs to operate a truck. Let's all be careful. We need each other. You know, without shippers, there's no need for trucks. Without trucks, the shipper would fail. So let's be in this together and let's get out of this adversarial thing and let's uh, let's move forward. And Dave, give you a chance too for giving us all this great insight. Promote your place a little bit. What's on your desk? What you guys doing and what are you working on right now? Well, you know, I spend this, today is probably the first day in a month or so that I haven't been out of the carrier, but I'm headed to Houston on a flight this afternoon. I'll be meeting with a carrier down there. So, Tim, I, I spend time working. I'm almost like the John Taffer of trucking, right? So I go into people that uh, you mentioned great expansion during 2021. Many of those guys were 5, 10 truck operators that are now 100, 200 trucks. And I'm helping them understand how to structure that business so it can be successful. In 21, anybody could be successful. 23, you got to really know what you're doing. So if anybody needs me, reach out to me. My email is david3sonsinvestments.com. You can catch me on LinkedIn, and I'd love to just talk, and, and, and I'll help you out in any way possible. How do you think about scale right now? Like, people are thinking about maybe expanding their, their fleet. Is now a good time to do that? You know, I mean, here's the thing. I hear a lot of people talk about you can't get any freight, but, you know, there's other guys like me, the old school guys that say pick up and dial for dollars, and you'll get something. So you could always expand. And I like sometimes in a down market, I think you can get freight. There's shippers are definitely willing to talk to you. 
versus, uh, you know, because they're wanting to drive the price down a little bit. So get yourself in the door, show them what you can do. And then on the upside, you'll be positioned to grow. I don't know about growth for the smaller guys right now. Tim, I think your, your larger carriers may try to suck up some of the smaller carriers through acquisition. But for a small carrier right now, I'd probably hold your zone. Truck prices will trail back down. Trailer prices have already normalized. Trucks are coming down. So just kind of hold your ground. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, too, Tim, have trucks up against the fence. So, you know, these guys that grew up to three, 400 trucks and they got 50 or 75 or 100 sitting, that's not a good recipe for anybody. You uh, any any opinion on who's going to get Yellow's trailers? I mean, uh, Yellow's terminals? You know, I don't know, but I think Old Dominion's the king in that market space. So I would have to think that, it, it you know, it's like me. If I go to an auction, um, I'm going to win, right? I mean, so... I, I think they are in a position to be able to win and uh, good for them. I guess they're a very reputable and, and good LTL carrier. I hear you. Well, Dave, thank you for all the insights. How do people reach out to you? Just uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me via email at uh, three, uh, Dave at three sons investments.com. And then on LinkedIn, my number's on there. Reach out to me and uh, love to help you in any way possible. And thanks for having me on, Tim. Miss you, thank buddy. Thank you. I told you I'd let you get off in time to make it to your flight to Houston. Have a safe trip. All right. All right. Take care. Good stuff. Well, hey, a lot to consider there with this uh, impending United auto worker strike. Definitely sounds like it's uh, it's on the books, guys. We'll be talking more about it on Friday, too, when we know a little bit more information. But in the meantime, meanwhile. So here's a method how this guy's going to deal with one. You wanted him, Is that who you really wanted? You sure about that? Off the wall. With his bare hands. There he is. <laughs> Someone said that's a Twitter blue user in real life. Good comment. I like that one. On the phone, we have Isaac Harmon, CTP Director of Safety over at CPC Logistics. Isaac Harmon, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Where are you coming in from? Uh, I'm calling in from uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, beautiful. You're not that far. You should just come right down to the studio right over here. Well, if you send me the address, I'd have been there. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we just found out about the uh, you're, you're doing something with the National Private Truck Council, the National Driver All-Stars. Tell us what this is. So, yeah, the NPTC or the National Private Trucking Council, uh, every year for the, um, the safety conference, they allow us to um, nominate drivers for uh, Driver All-Stars. They have uh, high criteria, high standards. For some of our drivers, um, members of the MPTC can nominate a driver that they feel uh, is qualified to earn an all-star award. And we nominate our drivers, um, you know, one for each of our clients that we provide drivers to. And then the MPTC takes a look at all of their criteria, um, all of their background, all their driving history, and then they select their uh, all-stars for that year. So we uh, fortunately were able to have five drivers selected as an all-star this year. So what is what's some of that criteria? What are you looking for? What makes a driver an all-star in your view? So what makes a driver an all-star is, one, their overall safety record, their commitment to safety. Um, all of our drivers, all five of our drivers, have been driving with us for, uh, I think the shortest tenured driver has been with CPC for eight years but we were able to get verified driving experience and safety history for the five years prior. Um, the four others had been with us for almost um, 20 years each. Uh, I think most of them were 18 years, but uh, CSA history, accident history, um, no injuries, uh, basically everything that you think of when it comes to what makes a safe driver out there on the road, those are the criteria that we look for when we uh, go through our process of selecting a driver for each client and nominate. I think we're looking at a few winners here. You can't see it because you're on the phone, but I can. We've got, uh, I believe it is Angel, Dane, Anthony, and Brenda. Who won this year? 
all of them actually won. <laughs> so the NPTC All-Stars, they, uh, if you're a member of the NPTC, they allow you to nominate a driver. And then based on that nomination, they select, you know, uh, per client or per, um, per customer of the MPTC, they will send out a notification. So um, the members of our, or our clients that are members of the MPTC, we nominated a driver and we were fortunate to have one selected for each one. What do you get for winning? We saw the, we saw the beautiful plaque that they were all holding. Yeah, so the winners, the MPTC does a fantastic job of putting together a, a nice honorary ceremony for them. So the drivers, uh, the, the conference or the ceremony is down, held down in Orlando, Florida, and we are able to bring the drivers in. So we fly the drivers in or the drivers can drive in if they choose. Uh, but we bring them down into Florida and they go through a nice ceremony where they're called up on stage in front of their peers and other uh, members of the MPTC that are there, and they uh, they give a brief two to three minutes, um, you know, as good as you can, uh, recap of their driving history. You can't really uh, condense a driver's driving history or an all-star driver's history into two to three minutes, but they do the best they can in everything that makes them an all-star. Uh, they bring them up on stage, they get a plaque, they get their pictures, they get a, a nice vest with a patch that you know, shows that they're an all-star. Um, and then we as a company, we like to honor our drivers separately as well. So while the MPTC, while the MPTC does a great job of, you know, bringing the drivers up on stage in front of all their peers, we also like to take our drivers out and, you know, honor them separately and the commitment to safety that they really do that makes us stand above everybody else. What was the driver's reaction? Uh, you were at the event, right? How do they how do they take all this in? Uh, so the MPTC honored 24 drivers this year, Ooh. and you know, not just aside from our five drivers, it's always nice to get a chance to talk to the drivers from the other companies as well, uh, the other winners, and just talk to them. And the the general consensus is always kind of wow. They don't they never really understand you know, how appreciated uh, CDL drivers are. Um, you know, they're, they're out there on the road driving every day. They, you know, nobody on the road, no, you know, common, you know, driver really respects them. So when they get a chance to, to come down here and stand in front of their peers and stand in front of everybody else in the industry, it's that they're overwhelmed with a feeling of, of pride is, is the, number one emotion that I, that I get from them. And when you listen to the, the interviews and you talk to each of these drivers one-on-one, -on -one, uh, the pride they take in their job is the number one thing. And it's, it's such a good thing to be a part of. It's so cool uh, because when they do, again, they do get the chance to, to stand in front of everybody or they do get a chance to talk to somebody that's not even part of their company. And, and everyone's congratulating them and thanking them for the job that they do. Uh, the pride that you see in their face, and not just their face, but um, their spouse's face, because that's uh, that's one of the things that you know we're we're able to do is the driver gets to come down and be honored. But you know, being a CDL driver, a big part of it is their family life, so the support they get from home. So to be able to have drivers come down and you know take part in that, but also their spouses come down and see that all the sacrifices that they make it's very impactful and it's it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of isaac i love to hear it now it is national truck driver appreciation week any message you'd like to leave the drivers listening with uh before i let you go yeah any driver that's out there um just know that you guys are appreciated it doesn't matter who you drive for um we know that the challenges that you face on a day-to-day -day basis uh your commitment to safety and the safety of the motoring public is is not unnoticed uh, i think the entire u.s kind of found that out in 2020 when COVID hit and some of the most essential items that everybody took for granted stuff like toilet paper you know that nobody knew what to do but the truck driver was out there delivering that and you know no matter what you deliver no matter what you haul your commitment to safety and what you do for yourself and your family and being safe for everybody out there on the road it's appreciated every single day.
Isaac, thank you so much. People who want to learn more about this event or CPC, where should I send them to? Uh, you can send them to the mpcc.org. Uh, that's the website for the National Private Trucking Council. Um, for CPC Logistics, ourselves, you can send them to uh, callcpc.com, and they can see uh, we have postings. Uh, we supply drivers for multitude of clients uh, from touch freight to no touch freight. So they can go visit our website and uh, check us out there. Isaac, a little cowbell for you and the CPC team and all those driver all-stars. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. Take care. All right, everybody. You too. It's time to tip the band another time here. No ride, no app, no problem with Uber Central on Uber for Business. You can help your drivers get where they need to go after dropping off their truck. Schedule rides, control costs, and access 24-7 support. An easy-to-use dashboard. Look up Uber for Business. Like I was saying in the beginning of the show, this is awesome. One parking spot every 11 drivers. This is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. You want to appreciate your drivers? Put them in a car and let them go to the grocery store. Let them go to the grocery store. Let them maybe go home. Let them go where they need to go. Right? They can leave their truck right there. You can put them out. Your just uh, goes right through your dispatch. Got one more here. Attention, tank truck industry carriers, private fleets, and suppliers. Have you registered for this October's Tank Truck Week 2023? I haven't yet. I got to get on that. It's the largest tank truck event in North America for cutting-edge innovation, powerhouse networking, keeping up with industry trends and insights, content and value for executives, safety, HR, maintenance, truck wash, purchase, and more. Help drive the tank truck industry forward October 8th through 11th this year in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's worth sending a representative. Register today at tanktruck.org slash tanktruckweek. Go have a good time. Elsewhere. Beyond. This is this is a Bentley versus the Beyond ship. Bentley. Which you got? Beyond. This is Captain Kate, by the way. She's hilarious. Beyond. Look at that engine. Look at that control pad. Look at that Corinthian leather. Beyond. <laughs> I, love how she, I love how she flicks the glass. Too. She does all the motion. She is awesome. All right, anyways, it's Super Trucker Justin Martin. My, orange, my right? favorite uh, parodies of those videos are the ones with like the farm equipment where it's just like a big pile of rust and plastic and they're just you know scratching. Yeah. Although I got to say the ship was uh, was pretty epic. That's like hard to beat. She just, oh, yeah. Kate just put the bar so high because she's got a vehicle that's just like eh, 73,000 horsepower. Can't beat it. How do you tell me? Hey, before we get to truck driver appreciation, we can start the show talking about this United Auto Workers strike. You concerned about this? You got a Kia. Your Kia could get stolen like everyone else's. Then how are you going to get a new car, Justin? I don't have a kid. I have two Subarus. I'm fine. <laughs> you, you you worried? I, I don't know. It would be bad for the spot market. It would not be good. I don't know. Yeah, it, talking to like the dealerships, you know, the, the overstock right now is like through the roof. So yeah. they probably wouldn't mind this, you know, clear out some of that inventory. Um, the workers are, you know, all gearing up for it. So you know, we'll see. Good luck, guys. So, yeah, I mean, like I was saying to Dave, sucks to be caught in the middle of this when um, the dealer has or the, the car industry has an incentive to let this play out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't their war chest is probably bigger than your bank account. If you're you're the worker, I'd be concerned if I was one of the workers. We're all uh, hope for a swift resolution for everybody. But hey, Justin, it is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Most shows, most press releases, they get super fluffy about this. They act like everything is golden roses out there. Unfortunately, I talked to a lot of truck drivers. We found out that there is good, but there's also bad. And we're going to cover both. Here's a little meme to kick us off with. <laughs> this is how a lot of drivers feel. It says truck driver appreciation, be like, and it says office personnel, and it's got a bunch of people eating the catering, and then it's got the actual drivers out there on the road. I couldn't have made this better myself. This sums it up 
perfectly. I mean, the tone, deafness of it all, it's its just mwah, 10 out of 10. That, that's like, that was Rooster personified. I remember about a year ago when this was this event was coming up this week, and I was going to do like the fluffy thing everyone else does. I was like, well, National Trial, of course, like you, you, you're super supportive of it. And he like gave me an earful and, ta- and like basically what, like gave me the verbal version of that meme. And, and honestly, I had never even heard of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week until I joined Freightways because, you know, it was it was never part of any you know company that I worked for. So, oh, wow. <laughs> I think so that's how most is, drivers feel. This is like mostly you think this is most like office and like media driven. Yeah, yeah. It's the ATA has been pushing this for, um, I think, over a decade now. It's, it's basically like a self-congratulatory pat on the back mixed with like, oh, it's a good opportunity for you know, a bunch of sponsorship money to come rolling in for the month. Let's see what some companies are, are doing out there. We'll start off with a pinata. Let's take a look at what's happening with these drivers hitting a uh, pinata. So their first mistake was it's it's a traditional pinata. They, they should have shaped it like a, I don't know, a spare tire or something. Or a semi or, yeah. Or even a Ninja Turtle. Those are pretty popular right now with the movie being out on streaming. Yeah, kind of a dirty trick moving it up with that string too. Let the let the guy swing around. Oh yeah, because you're blindfolded too. What, like, what yep. do you think that's filled with? You think it's filled with a bunch of zin? <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> Maybe some free uh, free shower tickets. Now, do you, like, here's the thing with this. So apparently, there's a barbecue. They had the cookout, like you always see a lot of a lot of places doing. They brand, they brought out the uh, pinata at the end. But some people had some comments. Jennifer Moore said, "How about pay your drivers?" She says, "This is insulting. Is is the pinata insulting? Treating it like maybe like a kid's uh, quinceanita or something?" I don't think it's insulting. I mean, look, look, everybody there is having fun. It's just, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to get everybody in the company together for something like that. So the guys that are there are having the fun, but then you got the guys that are still out there working, you know, missing out on it. Michael McGill said they're just pretending it's the brokers who have been beating them down all year. It's their turn. Take a little frustration out. Well, those are Schneider drivers, so they're not really dealing with brokers. But Skip, Skip, Kavanaugh. Skip Kavanaugh says, <laughs> if this were true to life logistics, the pinata would be full of bees. <laughs> Orange. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what some you think that one's fine. So, is that good? Are we going to put that in good category? Good. This is best of. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, they tried. All right, Pinata, best of Schneider. You get a little cowbell. You are in the best of category. Let's see what some drivers had to say. This is what office people do during driver appreciation. They just sit here and <laughs> all our food. No, not one driver can make it here for it. You have it for like an hour, and then you're like, okay, we're gone. It's all office people, never drivers. Well, we'll give you a gift card, then you can go eat a week later. Maybe a month later when it comes in the mail. If you get the right address. (laughs) All right, so we know who made the meme. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's he's definitely singing the song of my people right there. That, that is the attitude right there. Of most drivers, absolutely. So we don't we don't know where he works at, but wherever he is, that's going to go in the worst of category because it creates yeah. acrimony and it makes drivers feel like they're not included. So we say yeah. point one about driver appreciation week: if you're going to do it, make sure your drivers feel included and have some pathway to be included. Yeah, and, and the video said that that was their first driver who showed up. So I would love to stuck, stick around and uh, see who else was there. So, yeah, how many? Maybe he was the only one. <laughs> That's why he was so angsty. Uh, Carolina Tarps, they held a meeting with five truckers to understand their issues. Let's see what went down there. I wish they would understand that truck drivers are not gold mines walking around. We are treated worse than normal people. We can't pull into the Walmarts without them threatening to tow the trucks. The truck stops are made to where you got to turn your pay for anywhere you park now. And then a so, premium for the good spots. Yeah, well, I love that. Well, that well here's the thing. So, some of them is only paid spots. Yeah. So when you park in one of those paid spots, they come knock on your door if you didn't pay so they can move you. Your, your clock says you can't move right now. Mm. So you move that truck and you're in violation of this. It's so easy to do this wrong. So we're not made of money and everything we do is wrong. There are people out there who appreciate truck drivers, and when you find them, it's just, it, it's a world of difference. It's a few and far between. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Carolina Tarps holding a little summit with some drivers to hear what they had to say? 
and kudos to them for putting it out there publicly too. You know, a lot of companies kind of would prefer their drivers stay hush hush on, on social media. Um, I, I think a good idea going forward was would be to um, take like a day or two, or maybe even a week of National Truck Driver Appreciation Month, and kind of turn it into Festivus, the airing of the grievances. I think that would be a great way to get some of the you know lesser known uh, problems in the supply chain out there from drivers. I would say too, I will put them in for having that meeting. I'm going to put them in best of, but I'm going to put one asterisk. I'm going to say, when you <laughs> ask for feedback and you ask what grievances people have, you have to take some action to correct yes. the realistic ones that you can, or else that can create even more animosity. Yeah. yeah it's, there's nothing worse than just complaining about stuff and then nothing ever gets done. Yeah. Well, maybe AI is doing a better job. Let's see what AI has mm. to say about Truck Driver Appreciation Week. This week is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. As we celebrate National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, I want to take a moment to say thank you to each and every one of you. Let us clap ourselves and each other and be proud to be called a truck driver. We know the long hours, the miles on the road, and the challenges we face day in and day out. But through it all, we keep on trucking because we understand the importance of our work. We're the lifeline of this nation, delivering goods that keep communities running. We're a community ourselves, bound by a shared love for the open road and a dedication to our craft. So cheers to us, our grit, our determination, and our camaraderie. Let's keep looking out for each other, keep the rubber side down, the left door closed, and keep on delivering these goods. Stay safe out there, my friends, and keep on trucking. What do you think? Do you think AI did an all right job? Are we putting AI in the best of or the worst of category? Oh, the worst. This, this is like nightmare fuel. It, it, it's like somebody just went to ChatGPT, asked for a script, copy pasted that into like some voice to te- text to voice uh, generator, and then just went went wild with it. Yeah. Hey, note to marketers: truck drivers are a little sensitive about autonomous trucks and AI, so maybe using that on Truck Driver Appreciation Week isn't the best pairing. It's like peanut butter and even, spaghetti even, sauce. Even if you go the lazy route and have ChatGPT write a script for you, read the script. Yeah. Hire some driver. Have <laughs> one of your drivers do it. I mean, have somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You even if it's being. like, you know, even if it's like a hostage video and he's just like reading it line by line, that works a lot better than whatever this this AI nightmare fuel was. Yeah. Slip your boy Dooner 500 to $2,500 in the mail and I'll give you 10 <laughs> minutes of my time to record something for you. Next time you need something to do like that and then you won't end up in the worst of category here on what the truck let's hear from a driver how about mac lovin mac lovin is one of the most positive influences in trucking he's not one of those guys who's always crapping on everything in the industry he keeps head down he moves forward gives the uh, the greenhorns good advice get good advice himself and he said america napoleon ohio is giving out fruit and snacks for driver appreciation week and believe it or not they had a door open right away this morning hell yeah so he got some fruit yeah. he got some drinks and he got to move quick because the door was open yeah even better Check, check, check. So, so we're going to put, all right, so look, and it doesn't take that much. Americold, you are going in the best of category, and all you had to do is unlock a door and give some fruit and drinks. You didn't have to do like a whole, a huge outlay. You just had to make sure you didn't ruin a driver's morning. No chat GPT involved whatsoever. How about Mack Trucks? They highlighted our friend Hellbent Hagen. They said, in the heart of the trucking industry, Hellbent Hagen's journey with Hellbent Express is a testament to the enduring spirit of truck drivers. Launching solo in 2010, Jamie nurtured a vision that extended beyond himself. He began to assemble a team of like-minded individuals who shared his passion for excellence and his belief in always striving to be better. I, what do you think about this one? Mack oh, Trucks a nice had a bunch of pictures of him. Yeah, great little positive spin. Um, love, love hearing uh, the positivity from from companies like that. So we're gonna put that in best of. So Mac Lovin, not yeah, only did up. you Mac look how positive Mac Lovin is. He got two companies put over in the best of situation. He's someone to hitch your trailer to. Yeah, <laughs> I told him. I, I think my my right foot's a little too heavy for uh, Maconomics. Hey, how about our good friends over at the NOAA for Truck Driver Appreciation Week? They are trying to. Uh, Help the reefer drivers. Let's take a look at their little flyer over here. It said everyone needs food, we haul. So why aren't we treated like it, like it? Reefer drivers, join us in taking the power of the industry back in our hands. They're going to do the September 17th to 18th. They say all hours worked, all hours paid. Be- begin detention, pay 30 minutes after the appointment time, no more two hours. Pay reflecting their worth. They want five Dollars a mile or $300 an hour. No more forced lumper fees. They hire us to pull the freight. Sanitary bathroom access. Enact a national grievance policy. 
and the right to park for hours of service break. This is a group that um, they they are also very political. They associate themselves in the MAGA mind. What do you think of the NOOA here? I think uh, it's a little too broad. It, it's what, what do you say? It's a, it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Um, too many too many grievances. Too many points right there if you want to get anything done in washington you have to be like just absolutely narrowly singularly mind focused and also have a, a ton of like lobbying money behind you and it doesn't seem like they have much of that which is probably why they haven't gotten anything done in decades well i think you know i think the the maga association is really confusing here too because usually you would think that would be less government but when you look at the demands here this would require a pretty big overhaul of the dot and the way freight even functions yeah and three hundred dollars an hour i mean Sure. In a in a fantasy world where I'm, you know, Emperor Justin and I can wave my hand and, and make all this, I would, in a heartbeat, I would make all of this happen. It's just, it's not the reality on the ground right now. You, you can have all of the, you know, political wishful thinking you want, but when the rubber hits the road, you, you got to realize that there are hundreds of thousands of others that you're competing with, and that's going to bring your wages down. Dude, I've never even talked to these guys. They they hate me for for some reason. I think I'm pretty fair on here. I I bring the news up. I bring people from all sides, and I let people speak. So I don't know what their issue is with me. I'm just giving my like opinion on this. They're they're welcome to come on and say it, but they prefer to do it like lock people out of spaces and just talk a lot of nonsense. Yeah. The, the, um. So not the NOA guys, but the the other one that they're the other group there, the Truckers Move for Justice. I've spoken to their their co-founder. Nice guy. I, I love yeah. his message. All hours paid for all hours work. I'm behind that 100%. Um, I just have no idea how they're going to get that done because they're trying to set it like, like a national grievance process. Like nobody's going to go along with that. If, if you're not in it, they don't want to start a union. That's that's the other weird thing. They, they want all the benefits of being in a union, but none of the um, none of the work or negative things that go along with it, you know, paying dues, uh, locking people in the contracts. They don't, I have no idea how it's going to work. Seems tough, but hey, good luck to them in the Red Sox. Um, speaking of <laughs> yeah. speaking of people who don't particularly like us very much, how about the ATA? What are they doing? They they started. I think they started National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. What are they doing? Well, they're starting fights with our CEO and founder Craig Fuller with uh, over the driver shortage narrative. I've called out the driver shortage narrative numerous times over the years I've been with Freightways. As long as you've been with Freightways, you've been calling it out. Craig Fuller put out an article last week and he talked about the driver shortage myth and he used data. He used data from Sonar and we looked at the record number of authorities. We looked at the, the number of tender rejects, which are were, were recently hit an all-time low. We looked at the downfall of the spot market and how low it is. And when you compare that to some of the data that the ATA uses, for example, they constantly chirp out that there's an 80,000 driver shortage. But that isn't they've that's that's a moving target they've put around. If you look at the chart we have up here right now, their trend forecast back in 2017 says that we should be at oh short, I don't know, what is that, 120,000 drivers right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, this is like you know, wishful political thinking. Um I always say be beware of extrapolating economic forecasts. They, they they their data is based upon surveys, not actual like hard data. Um, they, they call up carriers and they say, hey, how many drivers can you hire if, if, if you could? And they'll, the carriers will spit out a number and then they extrapolate that across their entire membership. So, um, yeah, why they want to pick a fight with with Craig and Freightways and, and our data, I have no idea. I am more than happy to have this fight. Um, uh, good luck, gentlemen. <laughs> John Bendel at Landline, he's an 81 year, he's an 81 year old man, but he's, he's a veteran of this industry. He's been a very long time. He wrote an article on September 11th, and he said, if the truth hurts, then the American Trucking Associations felt some pain last week. It howled and stomped its rhetorical feet in something like a teenage snit. ATA lashed out at the online publication Freightways and its CEO and founder Craig Fuller, who had written the ATA's so-called driver shortage was a myth. Landline has been saying exactly that for years, but the ATA simply ignores us. More recently, other voices in the trucking and trucking media have been questioning ATA's driver shortage claim. The organization has been ignoring them, too. I'm glad they didn't ignore Craig Fuller, because it's only brought yeah. more attention to this very Streisand effect. Thank you, ATA, for allowing us to debunk the driver shortage myth and putting this out in the public. Because I'll tell you why. This is Truck Driver Appreciation Week. How do we appreciate truck drivers? What is their number one concern? Their number one concern is pay. What happens mm -hmm. to pay when you bring in an influx of inexperienced drivers and you create programs to allow drivers to come in without any barrier to entry and you incentivize that to large carriers? You drive down the market, you have a record number of authorities to come in, and you look at spot rates that are mm -hmm. under two bucks with a trucking bloodbath. That's what happens, AT. I don't see how this is appreciating drivers at all. 
And I'm not, yeah, no, you know what, I don't see I don't see how this benefit how does this they call us narrative peddlers. How does this narrative in any way whatsoever benefit for, we don't benefit in any way whatsoever if there is or isn't a driver shortage? Yeah, if we're reporting on bad news, we get haters. If we're reporting on good news, we get haters. Um makes no difference to me. But we can see from the data. I, I wish we had a truck driver shortage right now. All this talk about like broker transparency, this wish list from NOA, all that would be out the window if we really had a truck driver shortage. People would be making crazy money right now, and uh, you know we'd be living great. I again, I <laughs> again happy to have this fight, ATA. Let's 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 hash this out. Here's a comment we hear way too often this year, and I think that's why we get so passionate about debunking this myth. It said, operating my 10-truck fleet this year has not been any fun. Finished up my accounting year to date. Cash flow is cash flowing is all that's happening. 94% of the revenue is expense. Field on broker bonds for the first time this year to collecting on AR. Worst year of my nine-year career on running trucks. That's the reality, not the driver shortage. Yeah, yeah. It is impossible to compete against people who don't know what they're doing. And all we've seen in the last three years uh, when the COVID spikes happened with the rates is a bunch of people came to the industry not knowing what they're doing and everybody's hurting as a result. Okay, so in worst of, we're going to put the ATA. ATA, you're over in the worst of driver appreciation week category. You guys invented the thing, so kind of- I know, yeah, ironic. Maybe try and improve it. Walmart did some good stuff. Let's get over to, let's get positive again. Walmart said, Robin Big says, me, prepped some, he- prepped some healthy meals and snacks. Walmart, it's Driver Appreciation Week. There's tacos and candy bars. Monday, Chick-fil-A and cookies. Tuesday and stuff all week long. Guess I'm running 20 miles this week. It's the Harvard of Trucking. It's the company to work for, a lot of drivers say. Yeah, yeah. They, had a har- they have a higher rejection rate than the Ivy League. Um, or at least they did back, back in the day before. They also had their own truck driver shortage. You know, if you missed our, our last episode on Monday, we had um, Walmart and Sam's Club drivers. They have their associate to driver program. And we asked some of those drivers through that great program what they think about Driver Appreciation Week and how you should be thinking about it. Let's roll that clip. Now, you mentioned, Ricky, you mentioned uh, National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. Uh, what should we all be thinking about? What should our listeners be thinking about during this week and in terms of trucking and drivers? Is take the time this week to just say thank you. Thank you to our drivers for delivering uh, America's freight. Thank you for the long days. Just saying, hey, we appreciate you. And we spent our entire week this week at Walmart telling every one of our drivers thank you. But also thank you to the team that helps make our drivers better. Uh, For for instance, my facilitators who train uh, drivers like Ashley to be professionals. Just want to say we appreciate you. And give a little something back and let you know is that your hard work is not going unnoticed. And just thank you for the job you do every day. Well, thank you, Ricky. And thank you, Ashley, for the job that you do every day. Is it that simple? Just a good thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and we saw with Rachel when she went up to Alaska, all those little towns up there are super appreciative, super thankful to all the drivers up there because they understand that without those drivers, they couldn't live there. Um, I, I think too many areas right now, it's... Every, everything is kind of invisible in the background. So long as your food is there at the grocery store when you go there, who cares how it got there? But as we saw with the toilet paper shortages, people su- suddenly were like, oh, we actually rely on these guys to like function and, and live our lives. So, you know, you got to keep that in the back of your mind at all times. Walmart, you're going in the best of categories. Zay, the truck driver, he says, it's Driver Appreciation Week, and I have yet to receive a box of donuts. Yeah, come on. That's an, that's an easy one. You can you can solve that. All right, Zay, whoever you run for, that, that whoever they are, they're going in worst of no donuts for you. How about Secretary Pete Buttigieg? He says, 98% of truck drivers report that sometimes they can't find a safe place to park, costing them time and money, making our roads less safe and weakening our supply chains. Today, we announced over $80 million to improve access to truck parking and advancing highway safety nationwide. Hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll see how that money's spent. They can allocate all the money in the world that they want, but when it comes to those local towns and municipalities, at the end of the day, nobody wants a truck stop or a big truck lot in their backyard. So Eight, they, they, 80, need, they need to. I was going to say eighty million too. That's not gonna. That's not gonna get you very far down the road. That's not gonna build. I mean, we're sending no. hundreds of millions to other countries every week. You know, eighty million. Yeah, all the part. Ninety percent of drivers, build, Pete. <laughs> you could build probably what a, a one and a half flying J's with eighty million. All right, but you know what? I'm going to put it in the middle because it's something at least. I can't put it in, in like worse stuff because at least they're doing something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in the middle. I'm going to put that one. An attempt was made. Let's see here. How about this? Boise, Idaho, September 8th, in recognition of National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, truck stops surveyed over 
500 long-haul truck drivers to gain an understanding of the challenges they face on the road to eat healthy and stay active. Survey? Getting a driver opinion? I mean, yeah, it's nice to feel heard, but okay, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll put that in the middle. Not the best, not the worst. You did something. Shell yeah. Rotella is donating $5,000 to St. Christopher's Trucker Relief Fund. Yeah, and those guys are great. Kudos to you guys. Here's, the, here's probably the most generous one I've heard of it. C.H. Robinson, they've got their miles of gratitude going on. They're donating over $50,000 on this campaign they've, they're, that they're doing over to St. Christopher's Trucker Relief Fund. Can't hate on that. C.H., got to put you over on the best side. Yeah, did I send you um, the one about sheets, too? I did not see it. What's sheets doing? Uh, $1 for a gallon of DEF through the end of the month. That's oh, a pretty good bad. deal. So that, yeah. that going to best of, too? Absolutely. That's going to best of if, if if they have any in stock. <laughs> if they have any in fast. stock, <laughs> let's take a look at. Let's say all right now. Let's look at. Let's talk about some truck drivers a little bit. Let's talk about old school truck drivers and scale running. Let's watch a clip. I can tell you scales and all over the country that uh, Tennessee, especially, you pull in there and you and you're independent. There's no questions about it. You automatically go around back for an inspection. And if you're behind in your logs, it's going to cost you forty dollars. If you're behind very best, it's going to cost you 55 and If you don't have a spare tire chained in, it's going to cost you $40. And I've heard even instances where if they can't, if your truck's perfect, they'll, they'll crawl in your truck and get you find you $40 for an unsanitary bunk because your bunk wasn't made. So I, I, I just run around all the scales. Like coming out of Shreesport, I just run up Route 29 into Hope, Arkansas, get around Hope, Arkansas scales. Is that a map? I run right on up uh, <laughs> 30 there into 40, which there's no scales until you get all the way over to uh, Memphis, where you can drop down on the old route, Route 70, and run right around those scales. Say this that is, again? Oh, here's this guy with your the bed. Has to be People are asking about the bike. bed. This guy's giving him a bed ticket. Hey, sir, go ahead and take your, your butt back. Say say that again. Take your butt back. I'll provide you with the information on it. Don't worry. And you're going to write me up on that, too, ain't you? I need to see your uh, registration. You get, you got my, you took my book with you. Okay, is your insurance card new as well? Yes, sir. Okay. You got it all with you. That's fine. I also need to see your uh, yeah, medical well, cards on here. Yes, my medical cards on there. Every CDL. We can drop this guy. He's getting so right. Well, he's getting he's getting uh, written up for writing a bed. But you know what? I found Justin. A lot of people aren't running the scales anymore. In fact, you actually kind of want an inspection these days because a lot of those services like uh, Carrier Sure are not going to allow anyone to run freight with you if you don't have one. Yeah, and back in those days, fuel was cheap enough that you could you know wiggle your way around the scales. These days, you know that's going to be eaten into your fuel cost. So you know you got to weigh the cost benefit analysis. Is it going to cost you more in tickets versus you know what you're paying out of route for that fuel? Well, we'll see. Also, forty those like forty dollar tickets. Man, I wish those were still the case today. I know. I had a, I had a two hundred dollar ticket in California one time because I was making a left turn and it was like a double double left uh, turn lane, and my trailer swung into the other lane. No other cars out there, no nothing. But there was a cop parked on the corner. Easiest two hundred dollars that town ever made. Uh, Justin, break down this lane change for me. Let's take a look here. Iowa DOT says, lucky nobody was seriously injured on this crash on I-380 last month, mm. but it's a reminder to be extra careful. Guy with the trailer, he's doing the right thing. He's trying to get over it because of uh, the, the sign, the disabled thing, but he did the wrong thing and not necessarily paying attention. Now, there was a truck in the lane, and the truck also wasn't really paying attention and didn't relent. Like, it seemed like he could have given this guy room. If I'm a judge watching yeah. this video, I'll be like, well, I mean, you could have prevented that. Yeah, two, two idiots not really paying attention. Also, I don't, I didn't, don't recall seeing, yeah, there's no turn signal on that trailer also the the truck itself has like you know spacers on those tires so the tires are sticking outside the wheel well um and that's why it flipped like that when it hit the trailer look brutal though lost all whatever they had in that trailer too it's all over it's all the highway now we're a little short on time and i need to talk about aliens because it's wednesday can we jump to the alien (laughs) unboxing the uh the video yeah let's take a look here so so apparently some aliens allegedly mummified alien corpses were displayed at Mexico's Congress the other day they're suspected to be a thousand years old Justin UFO enthusiasts celebrated what happened here um, apparently they found these it says here these specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution these aren't beings that were found after a UFO wreckage they were found in diatome algae mines that were later fo- uh, fossilized. What do you think? Elaborate hoax, or do you think that these are actual mummies? I mean, mummified aliens. As much as I would love to believe. uh, This was from Twitter, so the community notes went wild almost immediately. Yeah, this is like a known uh, scammer priest out there. He's been doing this for years. Do we have a close... Can we have the picture with a closer look? Let's take a closer look at these guys' faces. (laughs) So that's apparently their anatomy. 
And let's take, let's take a look. It looks a lot like E.T., doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's how it started. How it's going. He's flying away with him in his little basket. Yeah. How was it? I think in New Mexico on I-10, there's like this uh, really just notorious tourist trap out there. And that one X-ray image, it kind of reminded me of, the, of that. Uh, it's like the thing, I think they call it. And there's all these billboards that say, oh, stop by and see the thing. You know, it's just Mexico's version of the thing. Why is it taking a thousand years? Do you think like a thousand years from now they'll release Epstein's client list? Yeah, maybe. It's a nice round number. Nice round number. <laughs> Justin, how do people find you, brother? I'm on Twitter at Supertrucker and uh, FW What the Truck. Awesome, man. Well, we'll get to everything we missed on today's show, including those uh, Somali Pirates as a Service on Friday, when I believe Nat's going to be on here to talk about Orion. We'll have more on that UAW strike and a ton of other things. Find me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. Find the show at FW What the Truck. Look for this on video on FreightWave's YouTube channel or look up What the Truck, if you like audio, on your favorite podcast player of choice. Take care. Don't be a stranger. Beam me up.